Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another episode. In today's show, I'm going to be talking about not training legs, skipping legs. Um, not really, but my experiment with training legs a little bit less and focusing more on the upper body. This is something that I wanted to experiment with and that I truly thought would work. The science and the math worked out and the logic. Uh, but I actually saw a different result, and I want to talk about it in today's show, kind of being my own guinea pig here, um, and talk about leg training, talk about some big lifts, and maybe some misconceptions around them, and how they could possibly benefit you, not to spoil the theme of today's show. But that's what today's show is going to be about. I think it's important uh, to experiment things with yourself, right? So this is my experience. This is what I saw and what I I did right over the last few months. But if you really want to know what's best for your own body, it would definitely behoove you to do experiments on yourself because everyone's different, everybody needs different things, and everybody's goals are different. So you do need to do this on your own a little bit, but this is my own experience with my own goals and my own body. So hopefully this helps you out. And hopefully it kind of clarifies some things uh, and maybe even myth busts a little bit for you if you had the same train of thought that I did going into this experiment. I'll get more into it in the show. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean a lot if you could subscribe to the show. Whether you use Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, uh, subscribing will definitely help the show grow because you're going to get your episodes downloaded automatically. That helps my numbers, but it also makes sure you don't miss anything. Pretty easy to do. Just hit the subscribe button. And if you would also leave a review on iTunes, that would help a lot. If you have an iTunes account, uh, that helps the show reach more people more than anything. So let's get started today's episode. I'm excited to talk about this one because I did some science and I experimented and I found out some conclusions for my own body. So let's get started with today's episode of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Uh, this one's kind of interesting because it's a review. It's a experiment review or science review based on something I've been doing with my own training. And I wanted to talk about this today because um, it, it shocked me, the results. And I actually thought, truly, truly thought in the core of my being that I would see different conclusion than what I actually did. And I was going into it slightly biased because I wanted to do something one way and I wanted a certain conclusion out of it and I expected that conclusion so I was already biased and leaning towards one side going into this and I was kind of blown away that I got totally the opposite effect and I guess it makes sense and it kind of goes with everything I've been taught and I'll explain. So 
in the fitness industry, but especially in the strength conditioning world, uh, everybody is all about the big three, the bench press, the deadlift, the squat. Those are the big ones, right? You hear those all the time tossed around and bench press. Okay, sure. But I also, I want to focus more on the deadlift, the poles and the squats. And I, I do think that not everybody has to do these and that while they may yield the most efficient strength and muscle gains, they might not be the best because you might get hurt doing them. You might not be able to do them and they're definitely not necessary to build a good body. However, the, you know, I guess in the strength conditioning world, these are tossed around as like the must do's, the magic. If you want, I remember getting into training and reading some articles, and they're even talking about if you want a bigger upper body, more muscle on your upper body, you have to squat and do lower body movements. And the logic they're using there was hormonal. It was talking about growth hormone. It was talking about uh, the tension you need in your upper body to hold a barbell on your back, that kind of thing. And while that's not necessarily true, I think that's pretty much been myth busted at this point. Uh, there are definitely some benefits, which was all about my experiment. So my goals right now, right, and this is the first thing you got to do if you're wanting to do an experiment on yourself is analyze your goals. My goals at this point in time were to build more of an upper body. My legs genetically grow pretty well. They are definitely the overpowering body part uh, on me. And I wanted more upper body strength, muscle, and uh, especially performance in upper body lifts. So what I thought was I could dial back leg training, right? Because <clears throat> you get so much volume, so much work that your body can recover from each day, each week, each month, right, over time, accumulation. And each muscle group has its own amount that it can recover from, but also your central nervous system can only recover from so much, right? This is why you can't deadlift seven days a week. This is why you're going to not perform very well on dumbbell bench press if you do barbell squats, barbell deadlifts, Romanian deadlifts and shoulder presses before you do those uh, dumbbell presses, right? Even though most of those exercises aren't directly affecting the muscles used in the dumbbell bench press, you get fatigue build, built up and you get tired and you are starting to not recover as well, right? Even if you did squat, bench, and deadlift all in one session and then the next day tried to do uh lat pull downs and dumbbell bench press you wouldn't perform quite as well because you won't be as fresh you're also stronger when you take a couple days off these are the reasons why right so you get a certain limited amount of recovery and what i thought is if i dial back leg training these big exercises which are very fatiguing squats deadlifts romanian deadlifts lunges that kind of thing if i dialed back the volume on that so just do less sets just do what I would call maintenance volume. So for me, that's barely anything. That's probably like eight to 10 sets a week because I don't need very much to keep leg size and strength. Um, and that's gonna be different for everybody as well. But my thought was if I dial that back, I'll have more ability to put that work into upper body, which will result in more muscle growth and more strength. And I saw a couple things and two sides of this, and I guess you could call this a pro and a con. So I'll jump 
well, I, I kind of explained how I did it, but essentially that's what I did is I did one leg session a week, which was around eight sets, um, through a little bit of lunges in on another session and then dialed up some of the work on the upper body movements. So I, you know, the theory was less leg work means less fatigue overall in the body. I'll be able to put that towards the upper body, make more strength gains. The conclusion, as I said, had a pro and a con, two sides of it. The one side is, yes, I did recover better. No soreness, right? Because uh, eight to 10 sets typically isn't enough to get somebody sore in their legs, which is nice uh, to not be sore. You feel more recovered. You feel more fresh all the time. Never beat up. I noticed I didn't have to deload as often. A lot of the deloading necessity comes from doing big exercises that are in general very fatiguing to the whole body and the central nervous system and I didn't have to do that so I that was a pro recovery was better however I actually noticed more of a struggle increasing strength and I didn't really notice that until I put more leg work back in over the last month so about Five weeks ago, I started putting in two lower body sessions a week back to upper, lower, upper, lower, um, and the sets are very much higher than what they were, and I have noticed phenomenal increases in upper body strength and muscle since including that back in, and it's almost a mental thing because the strength gains come slow, right? In five weeks, you're not going to see tremendous strength gains and actual poundage but you do have that feeling where you manhandle the weight where you are feeling way more solid way more secure you're throwing weight around that seemed heavy last week right even if you're doing the same reps it feels better you're able to keep things tighter better form and i noticed that was a struggle to improve without all the leg work and when i included it back in strength has shot up through the roof it was incredible and this is the opposite of what i thought would happen i thought that that feeling would come from doing less work that fatigued me and that i could put more effort into the upper body i would see that increase faster what i actually found out is that i didn't lose strength i did build it and i did recover better but even with that the strength increases were slower without the leg work than with and I don't have data to back that up. This is going by feeling, but I feel so much stronger and better with the legwork in. And keep in mind, this could be a correlation, not a causation, because I am further down into my calorie surplus, right? So I'm five weeks, going back all the way to that experiment, that was about eight weeks of that experiment, and now five weeks in, to this so I'm over three months into my calorie surplus and that could make a difference as well just building strength and muscle spending more time in a surplus could be the driving factor not the legwork but I do notice a direct carryover to strength uh, when you have stronger more solid more trained legs and this isn't what I wanted to find out because training legs isn't my favorite thing and it's not really a goal right now but I have made it a goal. I have set strength goals, performance goals for myself, and have included a lot more squatting, lunging, pulling, uh, even isolation work like hamstring curls for the legs because I have noticed a direct carryover and benefit. Now, the actual carryover is primarily feeling solid 
and being able to leg drive a little bit more. So I'm noticing it especially in presses. So yesterday, for example, which made me want to do this episode, I did overhead press and was overhead pressing 145 and it felt like 95 pounds on a barbell, which is pretty light, is pretty easy for me. And it was all because everything was solid from the neck down, right? The back was able to stay tight because I've been pulling a lot. I feel like my back was activated really well. My my glutes were able to squeeze really well, keep me solid. My legs were solid on the ground. Everything was a unit, and it felt amazing. And I had not felt that way in the last 12 weeks, even though I was focusing on those movements more. So just the psychological feeling of feeling more solid and strong in your whole body as a chain made a big difference. You don't want to feel weak or underdeveloped anywhere because that will get in your head if, if you're going for something a little bit heavier. I also notice it in things where I'm in a position that's trained while training lower body. So for example, a barbell row, you're hinged over at the hips and I notice dramatic strength increases when I start including more deadlifts, pulls from blocks, rack pulls, um, even hamstring curls, RDLs, really RDLs as is, is my main one. Um, notice a big difference in barbell rows because I'm in that position and because I've been doing so much work going through that range of motion, that position feels solid and secure and I'm not thinking about it. I can just focus on the row itself. Whereas before, with less of that work, it did feel a little bit more shaky, I guess you could say, right? You're not used to being in the hinge. I would even do, if I was doing heavy barbell rows, sometimes my hamstrings would be a little bit sore the next day, which, you know, is telling me I'm just not doing enough frequency in that range of motion because, in my opinion, the best way to eliminate and prevent soreness is frequency, which brings me to last, my last point is that with doing less leg work, not skipping, but doing less sets and volume, but this would be even more true if you weren't training your lower body at all, you're going to get more sore from little things, which is going to, you know, as time goes on in the end game, actually hurt your recovery where you think it's going to help. So what I mean by that is if you train really frequently, you get really strong, you're used to higher volume on your lower body, you know, playing a game of basketball or going for a hike or going for a run or something isn't going to make your legs sore. But I did notice a little bit of soreness on things like hiking when I had less leg work in my programming. And I truly think it's just because the frequency was so much lower. I had one time per week, just fewer sets and not pushing through that barrier so much. And then something like a hike would come up where I wasn't used to that much work for the lower body, even in that short of time. And I would experience a little bit of soreness, whereas with it thrown back in, even in this last month, pretty much nothing but the actual workouts results in any kind of soreness at all. And even the workouts are starting to not really result in soreness, which is a good feeling. And I think helps that solid feeling and your recovery more than dialing those sets back ever would. So you got to be careful not to train too much and you got to be careful to monitor recovery and there is something to be said. I do think the math, science, and logic works to dial back some body parts and increase volume and sets on others to focus on them. However, 
Never eliminate an entire muscle group from your training and never underestimate the importance of a strong chain in a unit in your whole body. Everything's connected. You know, if you have strong thighs, you're going to have strong glutes, you have strong trunk, you're going to have strong upper back, you're going to have strong shoulders. It's all connected, all a full unit, and it definitely makes a difference to be trained in it. So that was my experience and my experiment. Um, hopefully it enlightened you a little bit on maybe the benefits of including training that you're not necessarily enjoying or in love with, right? Sometimes those lifts are hard, especially if you're not a power lifter and you're not somebody who even wants bigger legs. Um, I don't think you have to do those lifts and I don't think you have to train those body parts, but if you do want to maximize strength in your upper body and other lifts, you have to train your whole body and make it a unit and increase your total body strength and nothing is going to do that better than big lifts compound lifts and lifts that involve your legs as i found out so that's my experiment hope you guys learned something today and i'll see you guys tomorrow this is coming out on thursday morning i'll see you guys tomorrow on friday where i'm going to do an episode about eliminating foods from your diet and by that might not be a good idea, be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss that episode. It'll be a good one. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on, on fitness, fitness, food, and, and freedom. freedom.